Aloha, my name is Chris Morales. I'm one of the pastors here at New Honor Baptist Church. You're turning into our Family Talk podcast. Family Talk is a compilation of membership memoirs of New Honor Baptist Church, sharing testimonies to the glory of God, life lessons, stories, and gems for the next generation. Today is October 6, 2023. It is around 4.30ish, yeah, just after 4.30 to Aloha Friday, end of a work week, end of a work day. And I'm sitting here in the heat, but not really the heat, the air condition. It's really hot outside. <laughs> but I'm sitting here with my beloved brother, Bruce Harada. There he is. Brada Bruce. <laughs> and he really has been um, become a, a dear brother of mine personally uh, since you've been coming here, brother. I mean, oh, thank you. Not, not just because I see at almost all the gatherings, but yeah. especially I think um, we started to get a lot more closer. I think at the prayer meetings. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think definitely. just praying. Yeah. Uh, a lot of your sharing and mm-hmm. testimony naturally at the prayer meeting, even though, even when you first started coming to the church and not even f- formerly a member, but we'll get all into that detail soon. But yeah, you, it's been a great joy to be here with Bruce at the church. And today now, uh, like I said, it's the end of the day. And um, how was work day today, work week? Um, the same. Same. <laughs> Ups, our, ups and downs, okay, challenges. Okay. Yeah. Today was not that though, Friday. Okay, so, okay. Yeah. Well, for our listeners who don't know what kind of work you do, where's work? Where are you coming from? Oh, where work? Uh, Hosoi Mortuary. And I work in the office. Nice. Yeah. Just most mainly sit in front of a computer because I'm in charge of uh, getting all the details for people's death certificates mm. and scheduling um cremations and burials and wow. things like that so it's pretty a sobering job huh oh yeah i mean yeah but for me it, it, it's it's fast and furious because you know it's just a lot a you lot know but yeah happening. occasionally yeah you do look at some of the things and you know it's it is sobering yeah you know? yeah you see you see a lot of I think Hawaii has longevity. Right. So you see like a lot of 90s, 80s, 100s. Yeah. That's pretty So occasionally you see something younger. It's like, oh my. Yeah. Yeah. And now you see like 50. You think, oh, that's young. Before it used to be old. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, what? Oh, that's so, you know, before. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think those who work, I mean, when you think of occupations like at a Mm -hmm. mortuary or cemetery, a lot, oftentimes people don't really think about those jobs. Um, I mean, I spend, and this might sound weird, but I do spend a lot of time at cemeteries, not mm-hmm. just conducting funerals, but like I go oh, there yeah. to pray a lot. Oh, yeah. uh, Oahu Cemetery right up the road. That's kind of like one of my prayer spots. But yeah, I mean, I just think to myself, you go there, you clock in at work and you're doing all this administrative work, which is important. But I mean, when you kind of take a step outside and you realize, man, death is a real reality mm-hmm. that's coming for us all. I mean, that's what I think. Must be a real sobering job. Oh I mean, yeah. yeah, gosh. Yeah, I give credit to the people that are, you know, more like the funeral directors, and they right. have, you know, they really spend the time with, with the people, and yeah. have to listen to and yeah. counsel at the same yeah. time. Just try to get the, at the same time, try to move the process yeah. along. Yeah, it's not not, not an easy no way an man. easy job. To you don't want to be insensitive. Um, oh. But you want to get things done, oh, yeah. help them along the way. Yeah. Definitely takes a special person oh, yeah. to do that. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm you, just glad I can support that. Yeah. You know? So yeah. yeah. Oh, well, right on, man. Right on. Yeah, and it's right down the road too. Yeah. So not too far from the church. I know. Not too far from home. Yeah, it's a blessing when I got that job. It's mm. like close to home, close to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. church. If, 
if I want to come to an event. So well, God is God is good, you know. So Amen. <laughs> well, thanks for making time at the end of a work week oh, and yeah. a work day. And um I hope and pray that you you've got enough energy to kind of just relax and talk stories. Oh, so yeah. awesome. Yeah. Looking forward to it. Right on, right on. Yeah. Um yeah, actually on that note, I res- I'm really encouraged that you're looking forward to it. Um Bruce is one of the members at our church that has given us a lot of feedback with this whole project of the family talk and i mean you have not has just had nothing but encouraging things to say about it and then we finally had that conversation where i was like well so what about you brother i know that's what got me (laughs) because yeah um when i first saw it on the website like oh what is this family talk yeah and look oh look at these people's stories you know a lot of them i i know Mm mm-hmm you know, from way back, and even my brother's on it. Mm-hmm. I said, Ross, my brother mm-hmm. Ross is That's there. That's so cool. And then the previous job I had before, I had a long bus ride mm. back and forth. So I said, oh, it's perfect. I can listen. Mm. And wasn't a drudgery for these bus rides because I listened to all these stories. You know? Yeah. And then, you know, I started going through and like, oh, it's starting to run out. And then I noticed, oh, there's no, you haven't done any for a while. Right, right. So then that's when I... And when I finally reached it, I said, I said, oh, you haven't done you know, one for a while. And he said, oh, yeah, I'm going to start up again. So uh, how about you? Yeah. I was like, oh, shucks, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> so I tried to stall a little bit. I said, oh, I hope he doesn't start then. Yeah, Next know. thing I know, like, oh, no, he started. <laughs> so I couldn't stall anymore. Well, like, praise God. I couldn't stall. I said, oh, God convicted me. Uh-huh, uh-huh. He benefited from all the encouragement from everybody else's story. Yeah. So... How can you not, you know, share? So I said, oh, okay. Amen. Yeah. Amen. No, that's a huge, th- It's. I think it's, uh, well, one, it's super encouraging that you're eager to hear the life stories of your other brothers and sisters of the church. I think that's a golden heart right mm-hmm. there to want to hear from your brothers and sisters, learn from them. But then two, I think it takes faith to actually yourself want to participate mm-hmm. and share. And so that kind of is also a side shout out to those of you who listen regularly and haven't shared on the podcast and you're a member of our church please reach out to us reach out to me Um, we'd love to schedule a time 2023 got a little bit yeah you're right like there's a lull at the end of the year Um, but moving the rest of this year into 2024 i kind of got a good rhythm we're gonna have at least one a month Mm -hmm. lord willing we'll have more than one but so yeah this is good this is good man thank you for responding and and i trust that this is going to be um super edifying for all of us so, um, well, let's get into your life, brother. Okay. Sounds good. Okay, can you tell myself and the family how long you've been a Christian? Um, yeah. It was the spring of 1974. Hmm. I was a junior at Hawaii Baptist Academy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every spring we have this thing called, well, back then it was a religious emphasis week. Okay, I think it's called CEW now. Yeah, Christian it's probably, emphasis, it's probably week. Christian emphasis week yeah. now. So. And... Uh, well, I actually started going there from seventh grade. Okay. Yeah. And um, where'd you go before that? Po'o. No, I went to Island Island Paradise. Oh, okay. I was okay. I'm the oldest okay. of four boys. Mm-hmm. And the oldest gets the privilege of the you know, the higher education. Okay, okay. You know. So what number is Ross? Number two. He's number two. He's right okay. below me. Yeah. Okay, okay. So yeah. So actually just a short side story. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was at Island Paradise. My parents thought I would after after that I would go to like Punahou or mm-hmm. Iolani, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. natural progression. 
but I was very shy, super shy. Really? I mean, yeah. I mean, I could hardly go to a store and, you know, talk to the clerk kind of thing. This is elementary. Yeah, elementary. Okay. So I was like, so I could pass the test. Okay. But I don't think I, I passed the exam because, you know, you have to talk. Uh, and I was like, you know, and so, so, so my parents, especially my mom, was like, oh, where, what's going to happen? Where are you going to go? And, mm. and this happened that year. Kwanakoa, of course, you know, right in earshot is a school I would go to. Mm. But that year before, they had a big fire. Oh, really? Destroyed one of the major buildings. Wait, this is HBA, right? Oh, no, no Kwanakoa. Oh, HBA had a fire too, I think. Kwanakoa. And then, so they were half the body had to go to Central Intermediate. Oh, And wow. back then, I don't know how it is now, but back then it was like, that's a rough school. Okay. And okay. my parents, oh, you can't go there. So <laughs> <laughs> wow, that reputation carried... Because I think it still has that. Oh, well, we'll I'm see. not sure. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> so then it looked in there and I said, oh, look at this school, Hawaii Baptist Academy. And mm. Never heard of it. Nobody's mm. ever heard of it back then. <laughs> mm. Now it's, you know, mm-hmm. it's pretty mm-hmm. up there. So I got in there. So that's how I ended up there. So, but it's a God thing, I think, because that's how I came to Christ. Wow. It took a while, though, because I started at seventh grade, but it. Right took you know a few years before I, so I finally so when you said came to so at hba in this the religious emphasis week mm-hmm. which it was called back then that's when you first heard the gospel and responded yeah in seventh grade well you, you take bible classes too so you okay. pretty much, pretty oh, much okay. and you have chapels okay almost every week and then you have a whole week of emphasis oh, too so i see so it kind of built up to that oh yeah praise, praise god but praise god Interestingly, when I look back, yes, yeah, I pretty much um, responded to the message. Okay. I mean, it it made sense. Mm. Well, plus the love of the the staff, the teachers. It was just such a different environment from the school I went to. Well, praise God. To that, it was like, what is this? You know, mm. I mean, mm. the teachers are like, they're like they're teachers, but they're not like teachers. Yeah. You know? like, yeah. So that really caught my attention, and even some of the um, upperclassmen and stuff. You know, we're just lowly seventh graders, but wow. you know, because of the Christ in them, they, you know, they just treat us, you know, like <laughs> okay. Wow. You know what I mean? Any well, other school would be like, oh, get out of our way, sure, sir. Sure, you know, sure. Grade. Well, that's really encouraging yeah. to hear, though. And I'm sure if anyone's affiliated with HBA or even working HBA now, that that would that'd be very mm-hmm. encouraging them for for them to hear. So, so you. Before HBA, you've never heard of the gospel at all, never heard of Christ? No. So it was 1974, which is well, a little under 50 years ago. Admittedly, because I live, live so close to their church, me and all my brothers, we came to um, preschool. Okay. Over here? <laughs> Over here. Oh, okay, okay. But I don't remember but you don't remember anything, anything about God. Yeah. yeah, okay, okay. You just remember probably playing and yeah. the snack or whatever. No, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So as far as you can remember, it was seventh grade. That's when you first heard the gospel. Yeah. And it's when you first believed. Actually, yeah. I mean. Praise God. I, I that's awesome. Altar call, and I went, okay. went forward. But, you know, because nothing happened afterwards, uh-huh. I just thought, oh, oh well, uh, just kept on going living okay but well well so um so altar call and all that so you had bible classes christian emphasis week mm-hmm. and to the best of your ability that's middle school like what 11 11 years oldish 12 yeah. years oldish like you you understood clearly who christ was and what he's done 
and that without him you'd go to hell you needed heaven like it was like the basics of that yeah. message that's praise god I mean, that's so encouraging to hear when i heard the yeah what, that god you know right god exists, he created the world and like made sense you know i mean mm. You heard about evolution mm-hmm, and stuff. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that's interesting. You know, mm-hmm, we mm-hmm. took millions of years, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it didn't quite make sense. Like, uh, is that really possible? Right. You know, it's <laughs> right. Seems a little far fetched uh-huh, too. You know. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And so when I heard, oh no, there's a God that actually created. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why it's especially man. So mm-hmm. I think that makes more sense. Well, wow, what a grace! Know, I mean, no, that's a, that's huge. <laughs> I mean, because we have we do have keiki in our church yeah. right at that age and i think it's just it's always even for me as a parent with little ones like I, I i'm always so encouraged to hear when someone shares that they were truly regenerate at a young age mm-hmm. like as a child because i i think maybe it's just in the circles that i'm in but i i hear a lot more testimony of people saying they were mm-hmm. exposed to church from baby time but they thought they knew the gospel or they thought they believed, but they come to find later, like, no, I didn't really believe. So for you to look back all these years and know that at middle school, even, even at a young age, you truly believed like that is for me, super hopeful and encouraging mm-hmm. as we pray for the next generation and children, you know, cause I just hear a lot more of the other kind of testimony. Like, well, I grew up in the church. I, I grew I went to HBA or mm-hmm. a Christian school, um, and then they look back hindsight and they're like, no, nah, I, I don't think I was, I heard the gospel, but I didn't believe. So I love that God was so gracious to let you hear and believe. Um, and then I know you were about to take us into that next part where it's like, okay, nothing really happened. Well, I, I'm using quotations with my hands, but mm-hmm. I want to talk a little bit more about that. Cause one of the natural questions I do have then is, so at seventh grade, when you did get saved, the follow-up from that of you now getting into a church body. Tell tell us about that. I mean, was it just like there's the profession of faith at school, you're a Christian now, um, but as far as like kind of being a member of a church or or actively a part of a church body, was there any of that or was it? Yeah. Okay. Take take us into that. that, Yeah, it doesn't seem like there was much follow-up at that that point. But yeah, just to go back, I mean, it was interesting because it all made sense that the fact that there's sin, mm. it's like, oh, that's why I, I do bad things. That's why so many totally people do all bad things. Yeah. Know? And then, you know, to have his, he sent his son so he could redeem and come back to us. Like, wow. <laughs> that's cool. Amen. So, you know, so that, like you know, of child. course, that's, you know, that's why you, know, you want to come forward and, and accept, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, there's, there's no follow-up. So I wasn't sure actually what i did or what i'm supposed to do next right yeah it's kind of like a so which is which is which which i think that's where even these kind of conversations i have just such a big heart for Mm -hmm. that part um because i do think yeah just in our generation and that over the years even the last like 50 60 years with these a lot of heavy evangelistic crusades or those seasons of revivals or things like that where you know there would be a lot of these big programs where the gospel is clearly preached people genuinely believe and yet it's that follow-up that that teaching of how essential it is to actually when you're born again you're like a baby and you need to go home with a family and so now it's kind of i'm kind of curious to hear now from seventh grade for however long that was until you were actually part of a church just what your christian faith was like 
because if you don't have people teaching you how to walk like a Christian, live like a Christian, live, exercise your faith, I mean, I can only imagine that things kind of got topsy-turvy and ups and downs and things like that. But, I mean, so, so from seventh grade, kind of take us into that space of, like, I guess um, when you got into a church. Because one of my questions is how long, because you're a member at this church. Yeah. But how, so how long have you been a member of a of a Christian church? Um, yeah, so after when I accepted Christ, my junior year. Or middle school, right? Well, because nothing happened when I was okay. in seventh grade. So you're, okay, I, yeah, yeah. So really, not, really nothing. Okay, so well, you received the Lord at so seventh grade. So I just grade. went back to and so, just living Okay, so how, how long was that space until... I guess you started to act upon your faith or be part of a church. Would be, yeah, the near end of my junior year. Okay, so, so from so seventh what happened grade is to in junior, like, yeah, yeah, tell us what happened. In eighth grade. Okay. So again, you know, they would have so Christian religious emphasis week. week, and then, oh man, yeah, God. Yeah. Is, so I went up again. Okay. And, and nothing happened. So after a while, it's like, I just thought, oh, I don't mm. know, maybe this thing doesn't work. Maybe something's wrong with me. Uh, I, I don't see. Know. I see. It's just not for me. It's, great i can see other other people like but mm. mm-hmm. i don't know mm-hmm. i really don't know and because i'm shy it's not like i'll go uh, and go asking somebody like, yes yeah hey, am i supposed yes. to do something I, you yeah. know i just like yeah. Oh, okay yeah so then so i said oh i just i just gotta do my things okay by then i kind of had found my niche you know like oh i'm like i'm one of the smart smart guys okay. you know i mean okay so i guess i guess that can be my you know niche you know okay. not the I'm not the sports guy. I'm not the popular <laughs> guy. I gotta find something. Okay. You know? Okay. Okay. I'm a smart guy, and uh, so I just proceeded to focus on that. You know, okay. getting good grades and okay. and accolades. So ninth grade went, tenth grade went. Mm-hmm. Then junior year happened, and all of a sudden you just start talking about, hey, you know, next year you're gonna be senior. Mm-hmm. And you got to decide, you know, mm-hmm. what you're going to do next mm-hmm. is really mm-hmm. important. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? Yeah. Then I started thinking, what am I, where am I going to, direction am I going to go? And then like, but I don't even know why I'm here, you know? Mm. I mean. Wow. Profound. So it threw me back like, oh, maybe I should think about that s- stuff before, you know? And right. I've learned more. Right. Because I've been through all these classes. So right. I kind of understand more. Interesting. And seeing, you know, people. Yeah. So I kind of understand this, this Christian life thing a little better. Mm-hmm. So maybe I need to reconsider. Mm. At the same time, some of my classmates became Christians. Okay. And then they were getting up and sharing their testimony. Okay. At the chapels. And it's like, oh my <laughs> goodness. You know, one was like this kind of popular athlete uh-huh. kind of guy uh-huh. like what mm. he became a christian mm. like wow mm, mm. then one of this was kind of like this for better words kind of a w- weird guy you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, i guess and i was my friend because i didn't have much friends mm-hmm. so you mm-hmm. know you kind of gravitated and it's like whoa he became a christian mm. it's like and he's changed i can see it wow so just to put some definition on when you say nothing nothing happened like you're saying that in other words i'm saying like you, you didn't see any real like life transformation or like nothing like you just didn't know like no discipleship really happened 
It just yeah. kind of you kept living same old. And so now when you're hearing of these conversions junior year and you're hearing how their life changed, it's kind of like there's this moment in you where you're like, oh, like that didn't happen to me. Fair to say? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So, okay. So ca- carry on. Carry on. Yeah. So then I just started, yeah, I need to reconsider this whole thing, mm-hmm. you know. And so at that point, I'm kind of curious. So from seventh grade all the way up until that point, would would you consider yourself a Christian? You were like at that at the time. No. Okay, so, but it's just it's just you knew that in seventh grade you genuinely, in eighth grade you genuinely believed in this Jesus, and so like from seventh grade possibly all the way to your junior year, you're like this infant Christian but not being nurtured, not yeah. being given milk, the way it says in Hebrews. And so you're kind of just in this weird limbo wandering. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm open yeah. theologically to examination. Yeah, no, 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 that's, that's, that, no, because I think that's... <laughs> but I think exper- that's experientially, experientially. Yeah, 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 yeah no, yeah, but I think, that's, but I think that, that's what, what the Hebrew writer writes about. Like, mm. you know, by this time you ought to be teachers, but you need milk, and so... And I hear it. I get that. Th- those mm. are kind of the testimonies that I hear of, like, um, either they genuinely didn't believe, and then they 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 believe later, or they did believe, but they just lacked that discipleship and sanctification for mm-hmm. someone. And it's like perhaps all those years, your heart was longing for it. It's just for whatever reason. I mean, yeah. and and again, it's not necessarily the kuleana of a school to to do that. But praise God that HBA is proclaiming the gospel um and that's why i asked that question of follow-up because it's it's just, it's fascinating now to hear from you you know as, as a junior like knowing of what you've believed on years ago but getting frustrated uh, maybe i'm just putting words there but was it more like i know that for me in my case in my story i was frustrated but maybe for you it's just like whoa like something's i'm missing something here how come I'm hearing of these guys and this transformation of mm-hmm. life? And for me, it's kind of like I've kind of been s- the same. <laughs> Is that a fair mm-hmm. observation? Kind of where well, you were at? Yeah. Well, it just drew me back to like, mm. this is real. Amen. You know? Amen. And like, I really need and to consider this, like you were saying. Yeah. yeah. And maybe it didn't seem to work, mm-hmm. quote unquote, for mm-hmm. me, but mm-hmm. maybe. It can't because look. Wow. You know what I mean? This is like yeah. happening yeah. before my eyes, right? Yes, so. yes. And these students that you heard of when they were sharing, like, and mm-hmm. you knew, mm-hmm. like, you could actually test, like, a gr- like see that they're they're not just saying that for a chapel. Like, these, they're actually changed. No. Yeah. Praise God. And, and that's, I think, one of the reasons why we do this, the power of a testimony, mm-hmm. right? Like, you're seeing people that you're like, wait, what? He's a believer? <laughs> The same way, I guess, the Apostle Paul, right, had that effect. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, but anyway, so c- carry on. So that yeah. that sparked the interest or the, the heart, the affections again to like, whoa, this faith that I profess to believe in, it really is real. And so what did you do from there? What what Where did the Lord take you from there? Well, then another week came up. So mm-hmm. I said, oh, I got to really think about this. So, mm-hmm. And I was kind of into logic and reasoning at that point. So mm-hmm. I said, okay, mm-hmm. let's make a... Plus this and a negative this. <laughs> and this all the positives <laughs> and the negative things. Let's let's do a rational approach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the positive thing, this was just like long. Overwhelming. It was like, 
Okay, mm. well, forgiveness of sins, mm-hmm. new heart, new life, eternal life, mm-hmm. love. Pe- you have people that love you, fellowship. No, it's like, wow. What's mm. the negative? Like, oh. Well, my my family's not Christian. My parents aren't Christian. Mm. You know, maybe they'll, you know, mm. disown me. You hear stories right, like that. Right, so right. I said, I'm kind, of, I'm kind of worried about that. Yeah, yeah. And the friends I have existing aren't Christians, so... Mm. Maybe I won't have any more friends anymore. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, most of my life I didn't have many, so it was like, mm-hmm. you know, I always crave, crave that, yeah. you know. So. Yeah. so I said, well, let's weigh that, you know. Mm. Super long list, of, long list of blessings. A couple things you're worried about, but right. hey. Yeah. I think God can take care of that. Mm-hmm. 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 And if he doesn't, so what? You don't <laughs> want to miss out on all yeah. these Amen. blessings. Amen. So, I, so I said, I just better go for it. Okay. So the next day, went to the, you know, the service mm-hmm. they had the week, mm-hmm. altar call. It's like, okay, I'm going to go. Of course, it took a little while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's like, no, don't do it. <laughs> do it. Do it. Go mm-hmm. ahead. Mm-hmm. No, don't do it. But I just, just got to go. So I went and, uh, yeah, accepted Christ. And then when it came out, um, you know, you come out and then you know, somebody's going to meet with you. Okay. And the person I would meet with was my friend, the the weird friend. Oh. He was there and he's like, he was so happy. Oh, that's joyous. Cool. And he's like, all right, he accepted Christ. And he was basically my follow up. Wow. Okay. For the rest of the year and throughout, like, through the whole summer, we just hung. Wow. And, you know, we did all, yeah, it was just a blessing. God knew I needed, you know. Amen. You know, just uh, follow mentoring, discipleship, yeah, whatever you call it. That's how it is. And, it, you know, plugged in. You know, we came to Nuano Baptist. Okay, so that's what I was going to ask. Like, so this friend um, was following up with you at school, yeah. and then I was going to ask if he went to a church. What church did you yeah, start attending? Then? So both of you guys came here to Nuano. Yeah. And one of our friends was already a Christian. Okay. And, I mean, you might know the family, the Okazaki, okay, Okazaki family. Okay, heard of. Mark, Mark is my uh, classmate. And he, he always talk about coming to church mm, mm. and he was like ah, yeah, yeah yeah you know and uh so we did you know wow. <laughs> who's the pastor at the time when you guys started coming here joe sanders ah right yeah. on right yeah. on that's awesome so and then yeah other other classmates came to they mm. came, came to christ um, so you came here this was was it junior year or senior year end of my junior year. end of your junior year yeah. praise god man um and then you became a member as well, or mm-hmm. you just started to attend? Oh, no, wonderful. Got baptized. Oh, praise God. Yeah, yeah. Praise God. Yeah, they talked about, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I've, I mean, I, I share a lot of similarities with you mm-hmm. in that kind of long, weird space. Um, I was converted at age 12 as well, uh, middle school years. Mm-hmm. But I guess something that I hope and pray for the listener, they kind of get out of that is I mean, because I don't know about you, I I mean, we didn't go into any details from seventh grade all the way to junior year, but but for me, knowing deep down in my core that I do love God and I do want to follow Jesus, but not being discipled and taught what that looks like and what sanctification is, it led me to becoming very frustrated um, because I, I, I read of something in the Bible, but I don't see it happen in my life. And it led me to realize just how, I think you said this earlier, how 
you didn't use the word essential, but how important it is to have community, have mentorship, discipleship. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm just so thankful that by the time your junior year came around, you were like all for it. And um, I think, yeah, same thing for me. My junior year came around and I was like, I was going out there asking people basically like teach me. (laughs) Oh, you know, I was I, w- I went in the yellow pages, started calling pastors. Wow. Um, nobody pursued me. Mm-hmm. I just was like, I'm going to call down the list. And if any pastor wants to meet with me, I'm just going to tell like, I'm, I'm so frustrated already. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> so so I think it's kind of we have similarities in, in our timeline ish, mm-hmm. like middle school. And then it was junior year. But I think a lesson to be learned there is just how important it is that even after conversion, um, the follow-up, the fellowship, being a part of a church is, is just so crucial because, yeah. But um, I praise God for your classmate, and I praise God for how he worked it out and bringing you down here to Nu'uanu. And, and so from your junior year, you became a member and been a member since? Uh, yeah, until I... You until know. you left? Yeah, until I left. Okay, yeah. okay. So... Yeah. From what time did you leave? Hmm? How old were you when you left? Um, I guess 20, 20s, early 20s. Okay, so for about a few years. If you remember for a few years, you left and then you yeah, came back. Yeah, about eight years. Eight years, okay. Yeah. And then you left and you rejoined recently. About seven months ago. <laughs> so I just try to find a nice number. Um, Bruce has been a member of Nuuanu for about my nine years. <laughs> you bet your letter. That's great. That's great. Uh, so that's that's great. No, that's great. Because I think we'll we'll hear more about the left and the comeback yeah. eventually. Um, but, or in, go ahead. Well, yeah, that my my senior year was the best year ever. Praise God. Because yeah, because of Christ, I believe. Amen. Yeah, because I knew had a newfound confidence. You know, in myself, I was always. You know, afraid, shy, really shy, and yeah. wanted, don't want to try new stuff. But okay. yeah, he allowed me to do that. And, and besides my classmates, there, there's other other classmates mm. that also, some were Christians already, some became Christians. Mm-hmm. More, a few more came came to church with us. So mm-hmm. we had a, mm-hmm. you know, a fairly good youth group mm-hmm. because of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, people from you know other schools too and stuff. So yeah. It was just a, a God thing, you know, for all of us. You know. hmm. And then that year, uh, we had a new director okay. for the religious. And he started this new thing, which was camps. Okay. Very grade level. Now, after that, they've continued that to this day, having camps. Hmm. But back then, it was like, oh, was it something new? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fresh. And what he did is he asked us, the senior class Christians, to be counselors for the younger grades. Nice. And so we instantly had his discipleship because mm. he would meet with us mm-hmm. you know, to teach us and then so that we could teach others. Right. And that in itself was just a super growing experience. I believe it. Yeah. 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 You know, you know how he says, if you teach, you learn it maybe even more. That it's so true. And the so best teachers are the best students. Yeah. 
So I just look back, it's just a really God thing from, you know, in the beginning, like, you know, seven early, early grades, mm. you know, nothing happened. But in this situation, you know, God left nothing to cha- chance, so <laughs> to speak. He says, no, you're going to have people, you know, guiding you. Amen. Guiding you forward. And, and pretty much, yeah, I, I think they've continued that. Mm. at HB mm, ever mm, since mm. then. Wonderful. Yeah. So, yeah, the, I mean, yeah, junior, senior year, that's huge then for you. Yeah. A lot of that, you know, you're part of a church at your school. Mm-hmm. You're getting kind of just totally saturated in the word there. Uh, God's placing men around you in your life mm-hmm. to kind of guide you. Uh, and so we were, we were talking a little bit about that earlier, just your membership years were kind of weird, right? Because you were here and then you were, mm-hmm. you went away and then you, you said you rejoined just seven months ago. So so just fill us in on what happened in the middle. Because <laughs> it's been a while. I mean, that's a big gap, right? I and mean, so. coincidentally, uh-huh. it's roughly around 40, 40 years. Wow. It's kind of like a... Yeah, 40 years. Know, 40 years of laundry. But yeah, interesting year. Yeah, yeah what remember. happened is... Um, a great senior year. Okay. Did a lot. Achieved a lot. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, it's interesting because then um, summer came, and um, I mean, okay, just to put it in perspective, um, I did a lot of things um, because I was because some people left my senior year, yeah. and our, our class is small. Mm. I mean. I think there's only like 57 or 58 in our mm-hmm. graduating classes. Now they're like double, double, yeah. double that. Yeah. So. so I became the salutatorian. Mm. If the smart guys hadn't left, I wouldn't, you know. But <laughs> <laughs> so I just, I just got in there, you know. Uh, so so yes. So you know, you have to speak, you know, and stuff like that. Uh, I shared my um, testimony in chapel once. And then people were just like, "Wow, you're really good at speaking." Mm. Oh, you should. The Baptists have this youth speaker tournament. You should sign up. Oh, never heard and of they that. Encouraged, yeah, my friends, and so said, "Oh, let's do it." You know, mm-hmm. might as well. So we did it, and then they picked me to represent the church. So mm-hmm. then we had this statewide thing. Wow! And they said, "Oh." We want you to be, be the one that represents us when we do this regional meeting mm. at Gloria, New Mexico. Mm. It's mostly the Western states. Okay. You know, you go there. It's a youth conference, mm-hmm. so you learn stuff. They have the speakers part. Mm-hmm. They, they hear your speaks, and they try to give you pointers mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But they said, oh, but we want one of you to speak in the main um, assembly so like we're like, we're like whoa, okay. <laughs> and we want you to. We're not gonna pick. You vote among yourselves. Oh wow! Who do you think should represent? So I said, okay, you know, but oh, I really liked, you know. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And then in the end, they said, oh, it's you. Wow, Bruce. I was like, what? what? <laughs> so like, what? Oh, wow. Yeah. So yeah, it was like, I don't know, thousands, you know at the conference you know because wow, they're for yeah. all adults yeah. all kind yeah. of different 
So I gave that. So that was like, you know, a highlight. A highlight, senior year. Yeah. And interesting enough, when I came back, mm. it was like summer and it was like, then nothing happened. You know, like, oh, I couldn't get a job because, you know, hmm. I wasn't, because I was involved with all this stuff. I didn't have time to like look earlier. Okay. So it's kind of hard to. to Were you planning to go to college or anything like that? Yeah. From I was already going okay. to go to college okay. and stuff. But I got really frustrated. Like, huh. oh my God, you know, you know, hey, we had a great, great run this year. And, you know, mm. what's wrong with this, this summer thing? Hmm. And so I got really disappointed hmm. with God. You know, I just like, oh. oh, you know, what's wrong? Kind of frustrated. Hmm. And uh, as I look back, I think it was the beginning of um, uh, just an attitude that possibly I didn't really invest a lot in the relationship part with hmm. God. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But more of a almost a transactional thing where, you know, I do things, God blesses me. Right. I do better right. things, God right. blesses me even more. And Interesting. Yeah, yeah. so I had a really... Kind of a... It's almost like you slipped out of grace and kind of subconsciously slipped into this works mode relationship yeah. like i did this camp i counseled the younger ones right, I, right. I did this speaking thing and why yeah. why are things not coming together for because me? i wasn't really relational to begin with uh, you know i spent most of my young by myself right you know because right. i didn't have you know i was really shy and wow, so i didn't have a lot of interaction with other people uh-huh, uh-huh. and so hmm. I wasn't that or oriented r relationship wise. Hmm. I think it kind of hmm. spilled over to spiritual life. To, into and your so relationship with God. Wow. When I went away to school, I just was like, I can't wait to go to school because this hmm. summer just is, is a drag, you know? Wow. So, wow. And so I went to school. Uh huh. Again, you know how you warn people, Christian young people, like, you know, you're going in a different place, right, you're away right. from home, you know, yep. be careful. Yep. You know. Temptations, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So I really wasn't. So mm. you know. <laughs> so even though it was a a Christian school, it's hmm. a different Where denomination. Did you go? Uh Whitworth. Okay. College school. Okay. But, you know, it's Presbyterian, so mm -hmm. theologically mm -hmm. a little, you know different. A little different. Yep. <laughs> so and uh and a lot of the kids were church kids mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. were just like, all right, we're free. Mm. We can do wow. what we always wanted to do because we're away now yeah. kind of thing. So, you know, so it just caused more of my drift drift away. Wow. Yeah. So summer of senior year, there was that disappointment. Kind of a big, big letdown. Yeah. yeah. Uh, after that high. Yeah. Um, and then... From there, it kind of just set the tone for college. Yeah. And I'm just kind of curious, like, in your heart, in your attitude, because I know that from summer you were frustrated, upset with God, and then um, because you kind of had that mindset of, like, man, why aren't you blessing me because of what I've done? Going into college then, I mean, you'll probably share more, but mm -hmm. the, when you started to kind of maybe play around with the doing whatever you want to do, was deep down in your your soul was there still like a sense of conviction there or was it kind of just completely hardened you just kind of ran no, hard? no i mean there was i mean i would 
make attempts to you know uh, still try to do my quiet time okay. you know, still okay. Trying, but okay. yeah it wasn't conducive hmm. I mean you have to make a real effort yeah I yeah, mean no, yeah. you think oh Christian college you know it wasn't HBA you know yeah. what I mean yeah it's, it's and when you, in thinking about it looking at your timeline I mean even though because it was your junior senior year that you really started to kind of begin to mm-hmm. be discipled and so graduating and going on i mean you were just at the church for only a few years i mean you kept the character yeah basically wasn't really basically one year yeah one yeah, year yeah. so and it's it was what i'm thinking too it's fascinating in that um god blessed you with like gifts a gift to communicate to mm-hmm. teach and um, perhaps maybe he's given you more spiritual gifts and things like that. Uh, but that doesn't automatically equate to character. Like there is obviously a lack of maturity, even though you had a spiritual gift there. Um, and I only bring that out because especially I think in that age, that young kind of youthful young adult age, um, because a lot of times we see people up front, whether they're speaking or leading worship or doing a lot of things. I mean, I've had to really learn like that. That doesn't automatically equate to godliness. And I used to kind of think, you know, if, oh, if Bruce can speak, he must be super solid. Right. And and, and I think that's important for us to kind of put out there because, oh, yeah. yeah, character and godliness um, does not automatically, just because you have a gift doesn't necessarily mean you're godly. Um, both and need to be cultivated and growing at the same time. And so anyway, we're taking us on into your college years. Yeah. What happened there? Like how, where? Yeah. I mean, I wasn't really wild because, okay. you know, but I just, yeah, my attempts, you mm-hmm. know, to, to reconnect didn't, didn't seem to pan out. Okay. The environment wasn't. Yeah. But eventually you could see, you know, who the strong Christians were. Okay. You know, and they, most of them regarded them as kind of, oh, uh, yeah, like f- fanatical almost. Like, mm. But they mm. weren't. They were just like normal yeah. Christians. Yeah. And you could do it if you're intentional. Mm. You know, yeah, you committed yourself mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to the church, to, to a fellowship sometimes off mm. off campus and you could live and mm. you, you have standards and mm-hmm, you, you mm-hmm. don't sway from them. So there were yeah. examples. Mm. So that's why I knew like, oh, I'm kind of like one foot, you know, yeah. Christian side, one foot in the world. Yeah. Not sure. Trying to, trying to straddle the fence, which just can't do, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So, and I would come back, you know, Summertime. for the summer and be back at church in the youth group and so and be oh, oh Ray, you know, can get back into it, you know, but you know, sounds yeah, looks I, like you a know, pattern, you could pretend yeah. for you know the summer and then go back, you know, so yeah, so uh, that kind of pattern that up and down lasted all through your college years. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, then sophomore year, then I I came back, mm-hmm. and then my junior. I decided to um, work at a church oh. for the summer, you know. So, so I didn't come back, you know. And uh, so I worked at a church, but 
as I look back, that was a, it was a tough time because mm. here I was, w- w- you know, working with youth mm-hmm. and, but yeah, I, in my so heart. this is after f- college? No, no, this is between my junior and senior okay. year. Okay, okay. But in my heart, I felt far away f- from God, you know. Wow. So it's was wow. like, oh man, wow. what can I do? And I, I, wow. I hear and I, I just got to do it, you know, so it's like, huh. It's kind of crazy, kind of tough, and then crazy. Then I, um, yeah, and then that Christmas I decided to. Um, was it that Christmas? No, that was Christmas before. Yeah, that's right. Okay, the Christmas before the summer, the Christmas summer junior year, mm-hmm. I decided to do um, what what they call a a January term. It's like a one month okay. little project. Okay. So instead of going um it's gonna be in San Francisco. So I went home with my roommate because mm. uh, he lives in the Bay Area. Mm. And then it was close once January hit I could go we're gonna be in the inner inner city. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of the beginning of a real departure. Okay. Know? And that that year we um decided hey let's go live off campus because wow. after you do two years you can live off campus so <laughs> we rented a house okay so that was like total yeah that was that was it not I was, good I not, was good. Done, not good done done deal yeah so that all those things added up to really 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 and then i came back then my senior year i came back christmas time okay and that was like wow it's kind of sobering, like, wow, where am I, you know, wow. kind of thing. So, wow. But, hey, you know, put on a good face. Hey, I'm doing okay. I'm doing fine. Mm. You know. mm. Finished my senior year. Mm. And then uh, graduated. Mm. And uh, didn't know what, could, what to do. Uh, <laughs> yeah, most of, wow, my life, crazy. most of my life, I couldn't figure out what I wanted to do. <laughs> I, th- I find something so interesting about your life where high school, junior, senior year was so, like, um, what's the word? Like a turning point, <laughs> and then junior senior year of college was like the other turning point, <laughs> but just away. Um, yeah. But it, it's interesting listening to you talk about it. Where even though you're consciously running or hardening your heart towards God, like there's also that other part in you where you're like, "What am I doing?" Or like it, it, yeah, sounds, oh yeah. it sounds like that that was happening, um, which is just fascinating for me to hear, because um, I think that makes sense to a lot of people. I, I'm kind of in that Romans seven text. I know the good I ought to do, but why am I not doing it? Um, the very good that I want to do, I don't do, and it just seems like that junior senior year in college that that's kind of what was happening for you. Because you said by junior year, once you guys moved off campus, it was like almost like that's it already. Like it was just like a, almost like a ins- falling enslaved again mm-hmm. to the things that you were set free from. Yeah. But interesting, kind of crazy in the timing of that. So this whole time being at now unplugged from a church, I mean, you would visit when you come back for summer breaks, but you're you're completely unplugged, um, finishing up college. Mm-hmm. And then I mean all the all this time we would we would go to church on Sundays oh straight through this time. Even in the Yeah. Oh okay. But it's just you go, come back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean and yeah, by the time you came back you said you knew how to kinda of talk the talk, 
well, how are you doing? I'm doing yeah, fine. Yeah. yeah. But you knew deep down in your heart, you're like, you're not good. No. Yeah. Wow. 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 And the strange thing is that, so I, first job after I graduated was working this summer <laughs> again. Wow. At a camp on the western side of Washington. Okay. As a youth leader. I don't, because I just, <laughs> so didn't just know, kept I didn't know what to do. I just thought, well, you know, I can do ministry stuff. Huh. Did you, thinking about it now, did you do that just because you were familiar with it? Or did you do that in kind of in hopes that it would rekindle this authentic walk with God? Or like yeah, yeah, it's this combination. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And so, and I didn't know what I was going to do after, you know. Hmm. But somehow, somebody that I knew, a friend that went back to Hawaii, uh, knew this um, executive director of Hawaii Youth for Christ and told him about me, you know. And then, yeah, so, so he, somehow he got my number at, at this camp. Huh. And called me and offered me a job, back to Hawaii, to be a you know one of the youth directors. Directors, yeah. Wow, interesting. So, so that's why I came back to Hawaii. Otherwise, I, I might have stayed stayed up there. Wow. So you came back Hawaii to do youth ministry. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Even it, though your heart was like it, dead it, to it God, sounds almost. crazy. No, no, but I think that's. I appreciate your honesty about it because you gotta wonder. Mm-hmm. I mean, no sin has seized you except what is common to man. That's Corinthians. So is it possible that there would be people in full-time ministry, whether they're working at a church or a parachurch, and yet it's possible to do these spiritual things, yet inwardly, like you're dead. You're not in love with Christ. You're not surrendered to him. And, And brother, I say that because I think that's very possible, and I think that sadly happens a lot. You know, so I mean, even now, if you're listening and you're in ministry, yeah. I mean, and you this know, is a word people, of caution. You know, people yeah. ask like, "Are you like, are you called and stuff like uh-huh. that?" And it's like, I, mean, I don't know what I said, but <laughs> in, inside I said, "No, I don't. Mm. I never had anything that mm. felt like a call or anything mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. It's just that seems like well, it's something I can do." You know? Right. So it was more logical. Like, okay, yeah. I have a skill set. Yeah. And I have some experience, so I might as well just do this. Yeah. Wow. At the same time, when I went, came here, um, it was, yeah, I did look at it as a chance to get back with God. Okay. Because you know? this is a group of young adults like mm-hmm. me, and they're just on fire for the Lord. Right, and stuff. right. And just the way he structured things, he was really into discipleship and stuff like that. So I thought, wow, this is my opportunity, hmm. you know, to do that. Wow. And then, but I was still going to Nuano Baptist Church. Okay, so know? when you came back to took the job, yeah, you rejoined your membership, or you just started to attend. So then, I mean, I, I oh, you have you didn't? I didn't leave my membership because okay, okay. I didn't go and transfer okay, to anywhere. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, so just continued. I thought, wow, this is you know, opportunity. Okay. But um, yeah, still struggling though, mm-hmm. you know. Because, yeah, I think I was, yeah, no, I know I was still missing the relationship part, mm. you know, mm-hmm. because um, what was appealing, you know, about this group was, you know, 
because of the structure, discipleship, there was mm-hmm. a lot of um, kind of rules and regulations and things, you know, accountability and stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But as I look back, it was still missing the the real emphasis on the relationship yeah. with God. Absolutely. And with each other in a fellowship kind of way. Wow. Even though they had these structures that would would help you mm. if you wanted to grow to grow. Mm-hmm. You know. But just having the structures built that enhance your growth is not going to make you grow. Right. Until you really have that. Totally. Heart. Yeah. Heart They're change. like guardrails. Yeah. But you don't have the engine. You're not. You yeah. You yeah. 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 So, so while that, that outer part, yeah, you know, appealed to me, mm-hmm. you know, because I am, that is my nature, yeah. you know, now that I look back, wow. you know, organizational mm-hmm. structure, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I like to have things, you know, mm. so I'm, that's what I'm, my inclination is. So this appealed, appealed mm-hmm. to me, mm-hmm. but because it. I was not really, you know, more relational. I really needed a real emphasis yeah. <laughs> on how to do a relationship uh, with God yes. and with others. Yeah. And then, you know, the greatest commandment, love God, love people. It's Absolutely. It goes hand in hand. You know, Absolutely. So men, I have a hard time loving people because I'm not, you know, I'm not God. used to that, yeah. doing that people things. Wow. But the Bible says if you can't love your brother... Who you can see, <laughs> how can you love a God that you don't see? Absolutely. It's like, wow. I'm I'm good at neither, you know. <laughs> Especially when you're not good at loving oh, brother, man. so maybe I can't love God, you yeah. know. So it's like, you know. Wow. And so struggled along after two years. It was evident. Hmm. Yeah, I'm definitely not cut out for ministry. Wow. I mean, I have the skill set. I don't, I really don't have the heart for, yeah, the heart for it's, it, you know. Amen. I mean, so that was a big traumatic time, you know, you know, having to get out of that. And wow. Then, so that's two years out of college. Yeah. So at that time, so I just felt like, well, the executive director became a pastor of a church. So I said, you know, maybe I should just go to to his, to his church, you mm-hmm. know, because, you know, I, I liked, you know, all the stuff. I'm mm-hmm. used to that now. And just like New One Baptist really wasn't. Uh, doing anything for me, or, or so I thought. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. so that's why I made that made that switch. Okay. I thought it was a good right thing at the time. Looking back, I'm not really sure. Well, well God but, is you know, still good. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, it, that's it, right. It happened and it happened. So, and so yeah, I spent all my years there. Mm. You know, got married, had a family. Okay, so you two years things. after youth ministry, stepped down from that, left the church to go to the church that the exa- um executive director became mm-hmm. pastor of yeah. which was leeward leeward, okay, leeward side church, yeah. um leeward community church mm-hmm. and then you were there you, you said you got married there yeah okay kids yeah married kids how yeah. many two two kids mm-hmm. okay um keep keep going yeah so and at this okay so at this point you're at another church mm-hmm. you have a wife you have a family but as far as like kind of going back to that like having a true relationship with God, would you say it was still at the same place? Like just you're kind of going through these motions. Externally, you have this 
spiritual look, this dis- spiritual disciplines yeah. structured in your life. I mean, the desire is there. Okay. You know, so, you know, and there'd be moments that would be like, oh, wow, you know, I'm doing well and somehow I'm connecting, praying. But, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't consistent. It was, hmm. always a, hmm. it was a struggle. And, yeah, I kind of wrote that in my, in my testimony is that yeah. most of my life, because I didn't feel like, you know, well, people didn't, I didn't really, was afraid of people, people didn't like me. People, mm-hmm. So it was always a craving for, yeah. you know, having people, um, attention, right. and, you know, pleasing. Living to please man. Yeah. 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 So I just started doing all kind of stuff because just to please, wow. you know. Wow. And, you know, God gifted me with, I can do a lot of things okay. Hmm. <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know if there's a place to insert this, but I discovered this towards the end of my, of my uh, time in prison. I can share, maybe share that later. Yeah, we'll my, get my there. My brother yeah. shared, yeah. But, yeah, so, uh, so I just started doing stuff, not because I felt called or not hmm. because I really wanted to, but I did, uh, almost did everything in the church that you could do. Wow. I taught Sunday school, wow. young people, wow. adults. Home group leader. Wow. Um, worship team. Mm. Even led worship when in between f- finding Jeez. leaders. So everything but the pastor. I was a deacon. Deacon. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so. So very churched. Very, very, very churched. Very churched. <laughs> very churched. <laughs> <laughs> but Can lacking do. Christ. Wow. Yeah. 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 It's well, it's what I mean, I th- there's verses that are flying in my head right now. I mean, Jesus says to the Pharisees, you diligently search the scriptures because you think that by them you have life, but they testify about me. You fail to come to me. Right. That's John five. That's the, the relationship you're talking mm-hmm. about. Jesus says, come to me, all who are weary. And it, you know, and, and part of my heart is also even though even though we're reminiscing about you in these years it's like i'm grieving for you it's like that's that's so sad right like to be so close to christ like things and not deep in your inner core know you have christ and he's your he is your everything mm-hmm. um to have that secure identity in him cuz right now if i could just describe where you're at at that moment having having almost everything ever in the world would want right a wife children um, good community, uh, yet deep down in your heart of hearts, you're just doing these things primarily to please man um, because it seems logical. Um, you have these abilities, um, but yet all at the same time lacking. Well, I think like there's hope because yeah, yes. look at them, like the Pharisees. I think there were those that were generally doing it because they want to know God. Agreed. But they get stuck in this. So I think of Nicodemus. Yes. He's like, well, this is, Christ is something, you know. Amen. I'm going to go talk to him even though it's at night. That's work. And, he, and yeah. he found it. Word. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I, I think some of them actually said, oh, I'm going to do this Pharisee thing because I really want to love, yes. honor God, love God. Yeah. And they get it trapped into this thing. This religious but system. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's hope. Yeah. Well, I mean, and there's hope. Obviously, you, are, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, who you are today is totally not that. But yeah. get, get us there. So get us there. See, but the other thing that was was really bad is mm. because I was afraid of, I always wanted to please others. Mm. So 
I just began <clears throat> continue to build this image of this, you know, successful person. Wow. Spiritually mm. as well as in the rest of life. Okay. And because of that, because it, even though I had all these struggles, I was always afraid to talk to anybody about them mm. and get help. Mm. Because there was help. Mm. You know, there was brothers I could have turned to. Mm. But I was afraid like, oh, you know. They're going to think whatever. Yeah, they're going to think bad or something. Wow. Fears. Now, I know like back, you know, they weren't, they weren't true. Right. You know. Right. It's just... Well, Satan is always there mm-hmm. to, to trick you. Yeah. And that's one of the things yeah. fear is, is one of the things, fear and shame, mm-hmm. he's going to use it. Mm-hmm. He's going to use it to just like, no, oh, don't do that. Oh, there's shame. Yeah. You're going to, what? You're going to be, you're going to yeah. tell him that you don't yeah. believe, that you don't do this. And yeah. Oh, conceal oh, it. Conceal suck it. Up. it. You can, yeah. Don't worry. You'll get better. Wow. Just, just keep going. Oh, you, man. You'll get over it. Wow. It's like lies. Yep. Lies. Yep. You know, like, no. <laughs> You don't get better on your own. You totally. don't get better. You know. Wow. You know, so that was, Huge. when I look back, like, jeez. Was there help? I, I can clearly see opportunities mm. that I just, oh, no, no, I cannot, cannot. Oh, wow. or maybe next time, I'll, you know. And, you know. Wow. It's, yeah. Let me just speak to that for a little bit because yeah. that is huge. I think what you, you said, fear and shame. Right, Satan takes those things and he just has a field day. And I think that's so true. The proverb says, he who isolates himself, right, is out for selfish gain, he refutes all sound judgment. Um, you know, the person who conceals sin doesn't prosper. Anything to get us to kind of shell up and hide and not confess, not be transparent, not be open, actually works against us. Oh, yeah. Right? And and so, you know, you, here you are, externally looking well, um, trying to kind of hold that image. I think that's the words you used mm-hmm. um, to, to, to give this kind of portrait of yourself to others at church and outside of church. And yet all the while, deep down in your heart of hearts, it's just a wreck. And, and I do want to just... If you are listening and this does describe you in this moment, I love what Brother Bruce said. There is help. There are people. Like, it just takes faith if you're willing to be transparent. Um, When the Bible commands us to confess our sins to God and then confess our sins to one another and pray so that you'll be healed. I mean, that's that's true. Um, And so... Please, we just want to encourage you, um, if there is unconfessed sin, if there's something you're hiding, the Bible does say in Hebrews, everything is going to be uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of whom you'll have to give an account. And so, you know, don't conceal anymore, you know, Mm -hmm. but let's let's carry on in your story, Bruce, because it's it's very interesting. I mean, yeah, so I I see this this young man Mm -hmm. with a family in a church incredibly active in church carry on all the while deep mm-hmm. down yeah so um yeah at the same time yeah i was never good with with, with money okay because in my attempt to always look better than i am mm. i always spend more than i make okay so that's what you mean by not good you couldn't like save or anything you just 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, ironically, I became a, a financial advisor. <laughs> that is ironically. Because, you know. You're just good with the numbers. I need, yeah. I needed a job. I mean, I was mm. working as, as, as somebody said, well, why don't you, do, and I was out of a job for a while. Okay. And why don't you do, do this, you know? So I said, and I did I wasn't willing to share. Like, well, I'm not really good. <laughs> <laughs> I should have shared it right away. Like, I don't really right. good finances. Right. Shouldn't pick me, but I, you know, I, I need a job. So, hmm. and of course, you know, again, being okay at it, stuff, I can, I can be okay for okay. a while. You know, so. And so, I became with that. But, again, that lack of discipline because I always wanna do more than mm. I really can. Mm. Just let me, you know, uh, I, I, I used to borrow a lot, you know, from okay. the family and stuff like mm. that. But if you don't return it, you know, it's actually stealing right. if you don't return it. Right. So, but right. because it's family, right, it's like they let it go to yeah. a point. Just can't take advantage of that. But yeah. so what happened is after I ran out, ran out of, ran that course, you know, that's when I got into trouble, you know, mm. because in order to keep my image up, I had to get more money. So then I started stealing from my clients, mm. you know. Um, How long were you a financial advisor? Um, almost 20 years. Wow. I think that was wow. the longest job so I had. So 20 years, you're getting really good at it. How long were you stealing? Well, five, the last five. Okay, okay. And I look back, like, how, how is that possible? Um, mm. Because they have a lot of strict rules and stuff. It's right. My conclusion is that uh, people trusted me. Mm. You know, that was, mm. I don't know, I don't know if it's a talent or gift or whatever. Mm. You know, that's just the demeanor I give mm. off or stuff. Mm. Uh, I basically squandered that, you know, wow. yeah, for evil. Wow. So, because I really didn't plan plan it well. It wasn't mm-hmm. like Ocean's Eleven, you know. It's like yeah. some grand scheme. It's just yeah. like I'm gonna do it once, and that's it. I'll mm-hmm. put it back. I don't never do it again. No, once it became two, wow. two became three, and it just kept became habitual. And then finally, you know, somebody got wise, said, "Hey, what's wrong?" And because it's not like I really tried to hide it. It's just, you know. That was it. Wow. You know, the whole thing fell apart. Wow. Wow. And um, so weird. Like, I didn't think I was like, oh, am I d- I'm not really doing anything bad. Am I, you know? I mean, that's how delusional wow. I became. Wow. You know, because I lied so much, deceived wow. so much. I, even the lies I tell myself, I'm like, oh, no, it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. And it'll mm-hmm. be okay. You, mm-hmm. you, somehow you figure out a way. It's like, there's no way out of wow. this. Wow. You know? So... It became very like, yeah. Mm. My th- thinking, you know how darkness. Yep. This very, very, very dark place. Mm. You know, so I look back. It's like, it's kind of scary. Yeah. I look back. Totally. I mean, now that I'm away from it, right. I look back. It's like, wow. Wow. Who is that? Yeah. I don't even recognize. Wow. That per- person. And and just that to darkness. add on to the darkness of yeah. that, I mean, this is all the while, you're carrying this image of like a, uh, a follower of Christ and a godly yeah. person yeah. And actively in church uh, wow so 20 years 
in that occupation, raising your family, um, kind of inwardly knowing you're disconnected and far from God, mm-hmm. but trying to appear like you're close to God. And then five years kind of just giving into that, that practice of stealing. Then God brought it to a, a close, right. tumbled down. Um, and just tell us about that and yeah. then where it led so, you from there. Yeah. Well, so then I had to go to prison, mm. you know, so yeah, that was uh, devastating to everyone. Wow. I mean, especially the ones closest to me, right. and family and stuff, and so it hap- friends happened, yeah. church. I mean, it's just and uh, yeah, it's definitely a, a tragedy. Yeah. Of and so, and how long were you in prison? Um, well, my my. Se- Sentence was actually a twenty-year sentence, wow. but I, they just gave me a ten-year minimum, mm. you know, because you know they have um, a way of measuring, you know, mm-hmm. um, different things in your background and stuff. Mm-hmm. To mm-hmm. Will you, you know, as far as rec- recidivism, will you go yeah. back? You know, yeah. I mean, I actually would have qualified for a even lower category, right. but because my crime was so big, right, they, they just said no. There's no choice. We have to give you the wow. the ten. So. And, uh, yeah, so, so ten years. So you're in yeah. prison, ten years. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard bits and pieces of your sharing when you, mm-hmm. you know, when I got to know you. But t- tell us about that, like what the Lord was doing at that point, or even before going into prison. I mean, in the moment when you were found out, was there like a, you know, in Corinthians where it says there's a godly sorrow that leads to repentance, but then there's a worldly sorrow or a worldly grief. Mm-hmm that leads to destruction? I mean, like, what was going on in you? Were you just, did you just feel bad that you got found out? I mean, family didn't go so well. Things at mm-hmm. church got bad. Like, like, just where was your state of heart right now in that moment when <laughs> it all kind of came crashing down? Okay. Well, I guess this I never shared. Okay. <laughs> it's like, it was a bizarre time when I, when I got arrested and then I came out. I still didn't wasn't willing to admit mm. to people around me. I said, "Oh, this is a m- mistake. They got it wrong. Wow. You know, it's, it's going to be okay. They just, you know." Is you telling your family this? Yeah, I got the wrong wow. person. I look back. It was just. I mean, I, I feel so sad that I did that. It's so wow. ridiculous. It just wow. made things worse, you know. Wow. Because eventually, you know, th- they're going to call me to turn myself in. You wow. Because after. Once you rescue, they have this grand jury thing, and they wow. have to look over the stuff and say, "Oh yes, okay, let's go to, wow, you no, know, let's go to trial for this or whatever." Mm-hmm. This arrest is, is good, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So they actually do do dil- diligence. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, they have enough to arrest, but then they have this grand jury that t- mm-hmm. actually takes a look at, yeah, this yeah. Is, looks like a solid case. Okay. So it's just like a month, and then I have to go. So, wow. so I eventually I had to tell Take, everybody. Yeah. And so obviously there was no. God repentance at that time. I was mm-hmm. still playing games, and I look back like how oh, sad. Yeah, I can't believe I did that. It was yeah. really pathetic. I thought when I look back, it's like yeah. it's insane. <laughs> it's really crazy. What did I do? That just made things worse. Made the hurt even worse. Yeah, and I feel so. I mean, yeah, the regret is even more. You know, yeah. for me because I look back at this. anyway. 
Yeah. I mean, what the fear of man can do to a person and just living. And I think just kind of connecting all those dots, all leading up into those moments. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. not that you were thinking, I'm going to become a financial advisor and steal from people. It just, it was this lifestyle of being disconnected, but giving an image and not dealing with the inner parts. And yeah, yeah, you got to the place of just denial and wow so okay so up until that point then you finally had to kind of come clean admit it go to prison well try to i'm kind of curious i want to hear the because you have two turning points in your life that junior year in high school where you were turning to god Mm -hmm. junior year in college you're turning away from god and i really want to get back i want to get to and not in a hurry, but I do want to get to how God providentially worked on you to get to the, the final turning point of turning back to the Lord. So I guess, so now you're arrested yeah. in jail. So, yeah. So I turned myself in, got to go ultra pussy, mm. pre-trial. Yeah. Mm. First night, go there. Actually... I'm in a cell with these two guys. One guy is actually, I'm, I'm pretty sure I had him in my Sunday school classes. What? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it's like, oh, jeez. Wow. <laughs> that was so you know, weird. And it's like, so the lying down, lying down my first night, I was just looking up, staring at the walls. Wow. And, uh, and just cry out to God, like, I'm, you know, I'm here, I'm sorry. And then oh. at this point, I know that my image, my idol, mm-hmm. the image of myself became the idol, right? It's, yep. it's, it's gone, it's wow. destroyed. Because from, from the time of my arrest and every time I appeared in court, mm. there's TV and newspaper. Okay. So those are historic <laughs> so there's no way I can everybody knows anybody that wants to know can know mm. there's no more hiding there's yep. no more deception yep. This yep. that's it yep. this is the real me this is yeah. it you know uh, I mean even in prison because I, you know I was still going to court and then right. and there's young you know, guys would they'd be oh so excited oh look they get the paper oh look hey you're here they're like whoa like <laughs> I'm kind of celebrity I, inside <laughs> I'm like <laughs> And crying inside, yeah, you're like, yeah. but I just be nice because you know they're trying to be nice. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, thanks, you know. Like, but after then, I knew like that's it, you know. That's oh. why. So my first night, I said, God, it's only me this, but I, God, I'm just here. It's the wow. real me. There's nothing left, you wow. know. So he said, Good, that's what I wanted. I yeah, just want to have a relationship with you. Praise God! Wow, that's all. Literally bring you to the rock bottom. Yeah, yeah. wow. And you're. I guess I was so hard head, so proud, so arrogant, mm-hmm. so stubborn. Because mm-hmm. I can picture those opportunities. God said, "Okay, here, you go. this is your chance right here." It's like, no, 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 no. Right. It's like I can't believe I, you know, I did that. But yeah. So now I'm. It's, that's it. There's nothing left. Wow. So God met me back, and He says, oh. "Okay, follow me, and I'm going to be with you, you know, forever." Wow. This is how it's suppo- supposed to be. Mm. 
and I forgive you. It's like, it's like what? Yeah, it's <laughs> like, yeah, it was like wow, amazing grace. I it mean, is. You know what's amazing about this, brother? I mean, like, as I'm listening to you, it's like the message that that you've heard from middle school that was that is given to us the gospel to set us free truly took like full force in your life the first day you were in prison that is just incredible to me like your first night in the cell is like the the first night your heart was finally like set free it's just wow like oh so that so from that first night that prayer of repentance and just kind of really turning back to god so what did those 10 years look like like from there on out i mean just <laughs> i mean you don't have to tell the whole 10 years we don't we're gonna be here all night but i mean it's just, just it's, it's, it was just it's totally awesome that's all wow yeah. oh my praise well, just to give you the snippet yeah, yeah give me some um, snippets man so bef- before i went in there's this pastor he was one of the f- first people that came to christ in my ministry youth for christ and over the years i kind of drifted away mm-hmm. but well he became a pastor <laughs> mm. and so as soon as he found out he he called me up and said let's meet yeah so he met with me like uh, two three times before and he was just encouraging me so which is good i mean wow. he actually drove me and and when my two kids when in. I had to turn myself in. Wow. And so so that week, so I get up the next day and then, you know, I said, oh, and they, oh, they have these some um, Bible studies, you know, churches, volunteers come in, do Bible studies. Because I met this one guy, he was like, um, he was musical, so he'd always play the guitar and sing Christian, wow. so- Christian songs. And, oh, that's cool, you know. So the first night comes, it's a Wednesday night, and who walks in? It's my friend, <laughs> the one that is, I didn't know he had it, he right. was in prison ministry. And um, this wasn't his module, his module was in the next door, okay. but his assistant pastor was there. Wow. And he'd be coming for like several years faithfully, every Wednesday night. Wow. He just happened to be there because, oh, they had something go on, mm-hmm. so I couldn't go in, so I just thought I'd come here. It's mm. like, what <laughs> are you doing here? Wow. Said, oh, this is my assistant pastor. So yeah, he'll be here. And oh then Thursday God. night, there's another guy from another church. For several years, he's become faithfully for the last yeah whatever th- every wow. Thursday night. And there's other churches that would come. You know, wow. so it's like holy miracle. Thank you, Lord. Wow. Yeah. So through those ministries and that time, and oh, you yeah. just so, so you can get a Bible. Then yeah, they give you a. Uh, Salvation Army that gives you the magazine. Wow. This is a candy bar. Yep. But then I said, subscribe to the magazine. <sighs> Boom. Get the magazine. Then you, you, know, you can buy a radio. So, radio. Oh. <laughs> you know, you can listen to Christian radio. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I w- Christian music, back into Christian music. I was hardly listening to it uh. before even though I was a Christian. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, like, yeah, what? Yeah. it's like, it's just different now because yeah. you have an actual now relationship and, and, and you're loving it. Then all the teachers. Wow. I mean, I was like, school, yeah. Wow. You know, David Jeremiah, <sighs> Chuck Swindle, yeah, Jay yeah. Vernon McGee. Yeah. Yeah. 
So for 10 years, Great just being yeah. kind of incubated. And, and yet, even though you're in prison, yeah. you're enjoying the Lord and just learning. Yeah. Um, and then kind of bringing it now more up to recent days now, because I met you mm-hmm. out of prison um, shortly after. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember you still had ankle bracelets and stuff like that on when I think when oh, I, yeah, when I first yeah. yeah it was just yeah. extended work for a little yeah um I mean so 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 the 10 years being in there you're having a, a, a full rich relationship with Christ now um to the day that you're released and you come out I mean kind of just take t- hmm? take us through that a little bit coming out and then now because I know you mentioned already earlier in the conversation seven months you rejoined here at Nuuanu ago but um wow just I mean I'm still just kind of blown away by how God has worked that whole scenario Mm -hmm. and kind of had to bring you to that breaking point but to finally set you free um it's just breathtaking to me. I mean, like, wow, praise God. I'm so th- thankful to God. Because truly, Bruce, like, knowing you now, I definitely believe you have a relationship with God. <laughs> I mean, you come to everything. You enjoy everything. You can't get enough of the Bible. And, I mean, just, man. And uh, as far as it makes sense now why you you don't hide anything. I mean, you're very open, very transparent. I mean, your first prayer meeting that you came to at the church, you just... I remember multiple times at church, you just, you share certain things to be praying for, pray for this, pray for that. This is what I'm going through. I mean, it makes sense to me now. Like you just, you're not who you were. <laughs> it's like no more hiding. And so I just, yeah, praising I just, God for that. But okay. So, um, where are we? I mean, we, okay. So 10 years. Yeah. I mean, so, is there anything else yeah. in that window I mean, that you want to share? I mean, yeah. So it was, the greatest resource you have in prison is time. Mm. So <laughs> you make the best use of it. So I just prayed for you know, God helping you use the best time. So, wow. You know, so before, you know, hey, quiet time, 15 minutes. <laughs> now, <laughs> now, you can, like now you can go like hour, two yeah. hours. You know what I mean? <laughs> Listen to this, you know, sermon. Like, you can. Yeah. Exercise. I mm. mean, it's probably saved my life. I mean, mm. I was a super couch potato, but... Mm. Mm. Could I say like, oh, I don't have time to exercise? Like, yeah, right. What are you doing? You exactly. Just, what are you going to sit? Sit. Do- wow. So yeah, wow. just working out. Wow. And God provided. Our, I don't. I don't know how I. S- I mean, prison is it's not easy. Mm. I don't want to make make it out to be like, oh, like. It was oh yeah. It was like it was great. So yeah. It was great. No, there was a lot of challenges, yeah. but somehow. God just brought people that you know. I don't know. It just. I think maybe just like people tr- gravitate to each other or mm-hmm. something but mm-hmm. yeah somehow it protected me uh, mm. I don't know because yeah there's mm. a lot of stuff going on yeah. and somehow yeah somehow I don't know wow angels but, around um, you man but that was the the thing is just trying to make the best use of your time because wow. you know, that, that's, that's why I kind of find it challenging now that I'm back out here is like wow, wow. you know because you got to work and stuff mm. like oh now you don't I don't have that time that I used to have to do wow. this two times. Like, ooh, <laughs> now well, it's weird. Just now, yeah. like in the real world, you gotta like. <laughs> well, since you're talking about 
the word and the yeah. radio in prison 10 years. I mean, just kind of immersing yourself in that. Mm. I think this is a good time to ask these questions. I mean, so it doesn't have to just be in the 10 years when you're in prison, mm. but just ov- overall looking at your life, what is a significant scripture verse um, for you, yeah. you know? Yeah, this is the one that I came across. It was part of Daily Bread, J- mm. July 18th, 2020. <laughs> But it's lamentations. Mm. Now we're familiar with you know the the twenty two and tw- twenty three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because of the Lord's great love, we're not consumed. For His compassions never fail; mm. they are new every morning. Mm. Great is Your faithfulness. Right. But I combine it because I have verse eighteen mm. and verse twenty one. Mm. Verse eighteen says, and this was the actually the theme of that daily bread. Mm. I think this is 18 says, so I say my splendor is gone mm. and all that I had hoped from the Lord. Mm. And that was the, that was the theme of that daily bread, you know, mm. like being in a situation where everything you hope for mm. is gone. And it can be anything yeah. that can happen, right? Wow. Any kind of disaster. For me, th- this was that, yeah. Yeah. Splendor is gone. All that. And, and 21 says, yet, this I call to mind, and mm. therefore I have hope. Amen. And then the, the rest of the verse that we're familiar with. Yes. You know. Amen. But it's, it says so much meaning for more for me, having the first part where absolutely everything that you hope for is gone. Yes. But yet, yet. you can still have hope because God's love. Amen. Because of his love, we're not consumed. We could be consumed Amen. by so many things amen sin or even if you repent from sin you, you can get consumed by regret yep you know i mean yeah we can talk about the whole worldly sorrow godly mm-hmm. sorrow mm-hmm. i mean i studied that because i said what does it mean to be sorry because i used to be sorry a lot before right, right. i used to tell everybody i'm sorry yeah, sorry yeah. and after a while people <laughs> they didn't think anything of it yeah. like you're sorry doesn't mean anything yeah because you just say you're sorry but yeah. you're, you're not really sorry yeah so i said Jeez, I gotta learn how to be really sorry. Yeah. Then yeah. I find out like, godly sorrow is not really. F- you don't really focus on yourself. Yeah. You focus on. I've sinned against what you. What you did against God. Exactly. And what are you gonna do about? Exactly. The repent. The exactly. repentance part. So exactly. Like, wow. Amen. But anyway. Oh, that's heavy. No, I'm glad you you do you bring that out in that verse because I mean, once you said lamentations, my immediate thought was, oh, this kid's gonna be 22 to 23, but. I love that you bring in the full context or, or a little bit more of the context mm-hmm. of it. Cause even when I taught through lamentations, right, mm-hmm. that, that part is such a peak of the book, but if people only truly knew the overall scenario, I mean, they're in a, yeah. in a rut yeah, I re- right I really now. Love, I really right? love the Bible study. Oh, praise God. Oh, you're so encouraging. <laughs> I mean, cause it's like, you take a picture, you take a verse like that. And a lot of times people match it with art. They put something pretty mm-hmm. like flowers or a beautiful sunset mm-hmm. lamentations through, but it's actually, no, you should put it in an ugly picture, <laughs> something that's like terrible. Yeah. You're going through something hard, but yet this I call to mind. Mm-hmm. And I think, man, what a powerful verse. Um, yeah, with your life and what you've gone through and that particular moment in your life mm-hmm. where, yeah, the splendor, the endurance, everything is just gone. But wow, Lamentations three eighteen, And then, yeah, all the way to 23, I think all of that together is what makes it huge, man. Amen. Um, so in, in 
again, doesn't have to be in prison, but just <laughs> in your lifetime, favorite song, hymn or spiritual song, something that just has meant a lot to you throughout mm-hmm. the years in your walk with the Lord. Well, yeah, this is an interesting story. <laughs> okay. So, um, yeah, if we, after OCCC, mm. um, kind of delayed it because my my uh, attorney was a you know public attorney mm. said you know as soon as you, you get sentenced it's going to be long so you're going to go away mm. to the mainland so I mean, we can try to rush things but you know they're always backlogs so if you just you know just take your time you'll be here longer mm. so I said oh, I'll just take my time then okay because then I'll be on in Hawaii longer mm. so then I got sentenced went to Halava mm. just for a few months and then they actually gave me my minimum okay and once they do that then it's like oh minimum is 10 years you automatically you're going to go to arizona to the um Suguaro okay hawaii contracts huh. with the a private okay prison. They, they, supposed to be a temporary solution okay but it's it's over 20 years <laughs> so oh, wow so then i went there for four and a half years and then you get to a point and it says okay you're ready to start reintegrating. Mm. And so I went to um, what they call minimum because you have maximum, which is really hardcore. Okay. Most of us are just medium. Okay. And then when you go minimum, it's even lesser. Wow. So I thought, okay, great. You know, and then so they first you go to Waiava. Okay. You know, which is uh, it's kind of like on the way to Milani mm. Orchery, Waiava. Mm. So it's a nice little camp there. Mm-hmm. You know, you stay in dorms mm. and you overlooks. It's like, oh, it's cool. So they said, oh, well, you know, some of you, you guys have to, you know, you're going to go to a big island because we have a minimum camp there. Okay. I mean, oh, okay. And then they call the names like, and me and this other guy are like, we're from Honolulu. And they call us like, oh, how come we have to go? Mm. And then later on, we found that you know, they need more people there to, mm. you know, mm. K- mm. keep that going too. So, so oh, what a, dr- what a drag, you know, mm. we got to go far. We thought we were home and now we're now. But when we got there, it's really beautiful. <laughs> it's on the halfway up the slopes of Mauna Loa. It's wow. called Kulani. Wow. So it's pristine. Wow. Clean air. Mm. I mean, all my allergies act up when I came back to Honolulu, <laughs> but <laughs> clean air, beauty. So I was there for two and a half years. Okay. But because of the height and distance, mm. you can ha- you can catch maybe one or two stations. So they, s- they said, no sense we sell radio. Oh. So I said, what? I mean, that was my connection, you know, yeah. Christian songs. Yeah. What, what am I going to do? So, oh, man. So I, but I started working in the library. When our boss, it was a great place to work. Our boss was, you know, awesome. It just uh-huh. treated us like regular people. Yeah. And I had one Christian brother there, too. So, But she, oh, she, they found this box of old hymnals. Wow. They used to use in chapel. Okay. But they don't use it anymore because, you know, everything's like worship songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I said, well, can I take it? Oh, yeah. You just put some on the shelf, be other people. So I took that. Nice. So for the last, I just stayed there two and a half years. So for about the last couple of years, after breakfast, most people go back to sleep, but then I, I said, oh, this one, I'll start my quiet time. So wow. And it was like a couple hours. <laughs> so the first half hour, because sometimes it's mostly dark, yeah, so, mm. but there's like a street light that okay. shoots through the window. So I find oh. a corner and I bust out the hymn. So yeah. I used to sing hymns. Wow. In my mind, not allowed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate your honesty. But I was amazed that I remembered so many of the tunes, you know. Wow. 
So what was a So a what I settled on was not um, a hymn, but then I noticed that um, this name kept popping up in the credits. Hmm. And it was um name kept popping up in the credits, and it was Fanny Crosby. Mm. So I said, who is this Fanny Crosby? Yeah. Well, most of the lyrics, and there's like a, well, here it is. I made this. So this is the Great Hymn is the Faith special edition compiled by John Peterson, Singspiration, 1960. <laughs> <laughs> and this is how many songs that she had credited. The wow. Yeah, nobody comes close in that. Some maybe have like wow. four or five. Yeah, she has a whole page full. Whole page full. Wow, who is she? Huh? I think I'm in love with her. You know, <laughs> this is the, she was born in 1820, died uh-huh. in 1915. Mm. So I bought a when I got out, I bought a autobiography. So I'm wow. halfway through. Oh, but she was actually she got bl- blinded when she was six weeks old. Mm. Some doctor, she had an eye thing, and then mm-hmm. she put some hot stuff on her eyes, which is the wrong thing to mm-hmm. do. And she, she could see some shapes and images, but she's blind mm-hmm. for the rest of her life. But she didn't let that stop her. She, from a child, she just determined and encouraged by her mom and grandma. And like she, was, she was just do everything all the kids would do. Mm. But then she found out she had a knack wow. for poetry. Wow. And they let her go to this one of the first blind schools. Mm. And uh, she was so good that they would always like, oh, can you... T- Recite this poetry at this event, this wow. event, and and, and she, she became a Christian from from young time. You know, she could do the Lord, and then she, wow. then people said, "Oh, can you put these words to songs?" I said, "Oh yeah, here, I have this melody." He said, "Oh, how about these words?" And like, "Oh, okay, wow. that's better." And so she knew. Yeah, she just wrote and wrote. Wow. According to the book, this is like she wrote like 8,000 hymns. And so we just have some of the best that have lasted over the years. So is this, uh, uh, Bruce has a whole paper in front of me <laughs> with a list of songs. So is your favorite from the top all the way down to no, the bottom? No, it's oh, just no, just listed. I mean, some of the ones I would uh, highlight would be yeah. probably um, Blessed Assurance, mm. To God Be the Glory, mm. and uh, He Hideth My Soul, Rescue oh. the Perishing. I mean, wow. Those are yeah. huge ones. Yeah. Huge classics. Wow, what a cool person. I mean. Amen. She just really loved the Lord. and Yes. As a, I haven't finished the autobiography, but she's uh, what a person. So. Oh, man. I have a yeah. whole shelf of autobiographies in there. Yeah. I got I to gotta read hers, too. Yeah. So oh, see, praise yeah, God. God gifted her, and she used her gift. Well, I love that story. Mm-hmm. I love that just working in a library, snagging one of the hymns. <laughs> Singing it in your mind. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, because I was so disappointed. Like, oh, I couldn't have a radio. Oh, like, man. Yeah. It's kind of similar to how I got into playing music. That's, well, no, not not similar in every way. But, yeah, um, yeah I used to take song sheets from the, uh, from the worship closet where John Hom has all his music <laughs> sheets. And I would just steal the extra sheets and I'd go home and try to oh, cool, yeah. teach myself guitar. Well, that's that's beautiful, brother. Mm. Praise God. Praise God. Yeah, because I mean, I have endless pages of contemporary. Because mm. once I, you know, you have a lot of time in hand. So, I mean, that's why I did all kind of stuff like this. Oh. You have a lot of time to do stuff. 
Oh, so this is all that you were compiling and yeah, stuff while like, you were in I prison? Said, oh, wow. What can I do with these songs? You know, like, oh, maybe I can make a playlist for, you know, because I started working for it. So I said, oh, you know, my funeral, maybe I'll make a playlist, you know. So I started busting out. I was like, so oh, I like all these songs. And it's like, <laughs> there's no way I can, play. this is going to last like, you know, eight hours. I know, like, it's like 30 songs it. already. <laughs> well, praise God. I love that. I love that. Uh, that's who you are man you so love funny. the lord you love to sing to him <laughs> he's worthy of it um wonderful so we have limitations 3 18 to 23 um blessed assurance and all those others from fanny crosby um i think that's a fun memorable story but i do have here i mean any how about since you've been here back at the church mm-hmm. and things like that just i mean because you know look over overviewing your life mm-hmm. and your even membership and how God used Nuuanu especially. Mm-hmm. I mean, that it's been such a joy getting to know you, brother, in these last six, seven months. You know, I I obviously didn't get to know you back then, but I mean, in your time now being here, um, I guess just so what are some ways you've kind of um, just kind of got back, got involved or, you know, um, just to share with the listener? Because, yeah, um, Bruce has been here now for seven months, faithful member, and um, yeah. But yeah, well, I wanted to come back mm. to church, and it seemed natural. Mm-hmm. My brother Ross has been here the whole time. Yeah, when Playing I first came, yeah, you know, I was I came first, and then he came later. Uh-huh. One of his friends invited him, and he showed up. Oh, all right, yeah. Ross is coming. You know, so Ross used to be Bruce's brother back then. I come back and now <laughs> this is Ross's brother. <laughs> so it's kind of humbling, but cool, you know, like cool. That's you know? funny. Yeah. That's but yeah, so, so I mean, it's so close. I can walk. Right? Yeah. I can walk. So, 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 I, so I came back, you know, first time I come back, you know, I came with Ross, you know, he uh-huh. just get dropped off, dropped off and then uh-huh. he has to go practice and get right. ready. So I said, like, oh, he can't, I can't sit with him. You know, he's going to be well, where I'm going to go. So I walk and like, oh, what's going to happen? You know? <laughs> See Morris Takushi. There see, you go. No, I know Morris Takushi from even though I've been gone for years. He right. was there when I was there. Right? That's right. We used to play basketball together, uh-huh. sing in the uh-huh. choir together. Uh-huh. I said, Hi, Bruce. And it's like, yeah. So he became like my Barnabas, you know, uh-huh. like Saul. Oh, so I said, Oh, I'm sit next to them. So I said, yeah. figure, Oh, this is cool. If I sit next to Morris, people will come up. <laughs> it's safe because, hey, this guy's sitting next to Morris. <laughs> and then the next thing I say, like, Oh, hi, Bruce. I'm Ross's brother. Oh, the one that plays the piano. Yeah. So again, double safe, you know? Like, <laughs> so then, you know, people would come up and I would get to see and you know, meet people. You know? mm. I mean, there's other people that are you know, still there Yeah. from when I was there. Right. You know, so so that was the introduction. But then I was working at a job that uh, I had to work a lot of nights. So I couldn't come to mm. anything. In mm. fact, I, I would have to leave right after Sunday school Yeah. to make, to make yeah. it to work. And so I was like, Lord, you know, you want me to, you know, have fellowship and what's gonna what's gonna happen? So then I got just nights. Mm. So then I could actually go to service. Mm. Mm-hmm. But then I still read the bulletin like, Oh, but they have this and mm-hmm. they have this. I mm-hmm. can't you know, so I so God said, Okay, well then then I got another job, the one that I'm doing currently right. which is just ha- happens to be one of the few positions there that is Monday through Friday. Just during the day. Wow. A lot of the other positions 
you know, they have to work Weekends, whenever they have funerals yeah. and stuff. So praise God. Praise so then God. I said, well, I have no excuse. I better join whatever I can join. Yeah, yeah. Because, so the first thing, oh, this is one that I actually joined before, was I looked on the website, like, oh, Saturday morning, morning, <laughs> men's Bible study, yeah. I can do that. So I, I emailed uh, Pastor Johnny, yeah, yeah. and then he said, oh, you emailed, you know what, oh, sorry, you haven't met for like a few years from the pandemic, uh-huh. but I'll meet with you. Uh-huh. So so I, I got together, it was just him. Amen. And so that's, so we got to know each other that yes. way. And then afterwards, a few more people started coming. So we mm-hmm. actually have a Saturday morning as well. Amen. And then yeah. when I got this new job, I said, well, I'll go to everything, you know. Yeah. I'll come to prayer. Mm-hmm. Love, love that prayer. And then and then, um, then Pastor Johnny started this, you know, mm-hmm. this Christianity explored. On oh, Monday night. You yeah. Know? It's for like non-Christians, new Christians. But I said, I'll just come just to be there. And yeah. it's been, been great. So the next thing is, well, I've never been to Wednesday night. I'll come to Wednesday night. <laughs> and the first time I go on, like, oh, this is just awesome. Cause I've never been, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, that, you know, that you do the observation thing. Uh-huh, it's like, oh, uh-huh. people are just sharing. sharing stuff. And then, you know, after the singing, you sing, it's awesome. It's like, oh, Wednesday night. So that's why I said, come whatever I can come to. Because um, that's why you encourage, you know, people that when you come to prison, you need to find you have to have a network, mm-hmm. you know? And so I said, oh, I'll just come to everything and God will provide, Amen. provide a network because, Amen. and it's, it's interesting because as, as much as support that I have, um, I have a lot of advantages over a lot of the inmates, you know, mm-hmm. because of my, my past was, you know, actually, you know, education, mm-hmm. you know, it's, mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. skills and stuff like that. Even though I have all these advantages, mm. it's still hard. Yeah, still difficult, and sometimes I would run into this other guy that is kind of in the same boat as me, and he says, "Yeah, he's you know his family doesn't understand. Like, oh, how can we have a hard time? You know, mm. you have all this. It's it's still hard mentally, mm. you know, mm. because we have expectations. Mm. You know, you sit all those years thinking, okay, when I get out, right. I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that, I'm wow. gonna have this, and wow." And it doesn't work like that. Mm. It's step by step. And post pandemic, even for you regular people, right? Everything takes extra time now, yep. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's even worse. Wow. And so y- you can get discouraged and it's like, yeah. oh the heck with this. Yeah. yeah. So I can really because you we used to be kinda of critical. Mm. We see people, you know, we say goodbye, hey, bye. And yeah. a year later you you see them back like, What the heck? You know? Yeah, yeah. They're not, they're not going to let me and my go- friend go because, you know, what we did, right. we are going to get the full time, you know, no right. matter how much we appeal, right? So right. These guys, they get to go home. Mm. But then they they come back. You see, but now I understand, like, mm. wow. Mm. It's not that easy. Yeah. They have a lot of disadvantages compared to I do. Mm. I mean, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, some... Uh, anyway, no. I don't want to get... No, the, no. I don't yeah, want to get on the board. The no. The people that are there, it's like, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. You know, there's just, I mean, a lot of them are, you know, are knuckleheads, of course. Right, right. I've come to the th- th- theories that the really good criminals actually aren't in prison because they don't get caught. Mm. So really, the <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, yeah. Who, who gets caught, you know? Yeah. So anyway, yeah. It's, it, it, is, it is heartbreaking. So I just, I really praise God. I want to sh- do a shout out for anybody in 
mm-hmm. prison ministry, mm-hmm. thank you. Yes. You're doing great work. Mm. Keep at it. Because, Amen. Man. Amen. Yeah. Amen. I mean, not for people like us who are already Christians that need Christ, but there are guys that, yeah. Oh man, didn't you quit? Anyway, yeah, no, praise God. Thank how, you for I don't doing know how that. We got on that but no, that's fine. I, I mean, I think uh, we no, it's just that was a mixture of fun stories, hard stories. So that's 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 perfect. I mean, um, even in your seven months being here at the church, kind of coming oh, yeah, out I, of that, I, it's I church, yeah. it's incredible. I mean, and we do we do have a prison ministry that we support that meets here yes. Saturdays, right? The good news. Oh, and that video conferences. Yeah, is, video conferences. It's, it's, and, it's a godsend. And yeah. I mean, brother, I mean, not not to put. Any, anything on the spot or anything mm-hmm. like that, but I, I do believe that God takes us through what we've gone through and mm-hmm. comforts us through that so that we can comfort others. This is First Corinthians, who are, who are going through those things. Mm-hmm. And so with the variety of ups and downs, hills and valleys and life experience that you have, I mean, I look forward to seeing how God is going to He's already restored and is restoring you, but then using you for his glory. And so, I mean, yeah, like like Bruce said, seven months now back, kind of, it takes time. It's different to kind of reacclimate yourself. I mean, there's that hope deferred that I think you were walking through for a mm-hmm. bit. But, um, yeah, because one of the things here is I ask, you know, in your time being here at the church, how have you served and this and that? And I know that we've heard already that in your life you've served in all sorts of categories in the church, but I think now it's going to be different. Um, and even though you're not formally leading anything or a ministry yet, um, you being an active member who genuinely has a relationship with Christ and is growing in your personal holiness, that's the best gift you can give to the church. And I, and I, and I preach this a lot, right? The best gift that I could give to you guys is my personal holiness, my godliness, my character. Um, and so, but I look forward to seeing how God is going to use you in these days to come. And, um, but no, I mean, gosh, there's, that's a lot. That's so much. Um, I, I guess kind of slowly as we bring these things to a close, if there was any life lessons um, or a gem you would want to share with the members um, or just even, you know, in this podcast, I'd like us to think generations beyond us because we don't know who will be listening to this one day. Um, but if there was a life lesson or a gem that you would want to kind of put out there, what would that be? Um, with a couple, the first one is, I think you already stated it mm. about um uh, just being um, open and honest and, mm. and sharing, you know, things that you need. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's why when I came here to this church and just seeing how things were were unfolding, mm. I was so blessed. Oh, praise God. To hear that you guys had gone through this period of mm-hmm. struggling. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I knew a little bit, but mm-hmm. not really the mm-hmm. extent. Mm-hmm. And you know, kind of like rebuilding now, but mm-hmm. but it's so neat that there's these three your three pastors, mm-hmm. and you guys are uh, just willing to you know serve as a team, mm. you know, and and just be vulnerable, mm. not only with each other but even with with us. Yes, you oh, know, I, I see that in all the 
times and teachings and sharing with and that's so great and then Praise it God. encourages you know, everybody else to to try to be the same you mm. know the friendliness i think is an extension of that mm -hmm. you know just mm -hmm. because people are they go on and actually meet because they just really want to know get to know these people amen it's not amen. just like oh hey we've got to be friendly because we're yeah you know we're a church right yeah no, yeah let's put our hospitality hat on real. and get out there you know and so yeah so even you know i i'm an i'm an introvert mm. and what i've learned what i've heard that you know, I mean, there's, it can be extremes, there's degrees, right? But it's like introverts are, it's not like we don't need people. It's just that uh, the way we're made, mm -hmm. it, it takes us energy yeah. to do it. You know, yeah. We gain energy by you know being ourselves and doing, doing a lot of contemplative stuff. Mm. We do a lot of that stuff. Whereas extroverts, oh yeah, they can't wait to talk to people. Right, it's like, right. wow, this is, you know, this, this it fills them. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, 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 but even though you're an introvert, you still need people. Indeed. And you still need to love people. Indeed. Love God, love people. Amen. You need more energy? Well, yeah, take the time to have that. Mm, that's good. God will supply. And so, Amen. yeah, so, so it doesn't matter who you mm -hmm. are. That's, I think that inspires the, the church environment where you know, people are just talking, yeah. meeting people, yeah. going out of your comfort zone, and mm -hmm. this is just, you just do it more, it becomes more a part of you. Amen. So that. So that that's good, and that kind of lends to this. I guess one of my main points is that I think you already prayed that is like if you're going through something, mm. don't wait. Yeah. I mean, I had so many opportunities, and I just regret not mm. taking them. You know, people say, "Well, you know, you had to go through this, you know, to learn it," but I am of the position that no, I didn't have to. Yeah. Go to prison. Yeah. I didn't have to go to this. Yeah. I could have stopped earlier. Yeah. It would have yeah. been hard. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it would have been better than yep. to know. Yeah, and so that's just my. Mm -hmm. Because that's good. Because God forgives, mm -hmm. but consequences will happen. Sometimes He may save you, but most of the times, He's just there. Mm. And there's a pas passage, Galatians six seven eight. Mm. God is not mocked. Mm. You will reap what you sow. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. A lot of times you think, oh, you know, people will say, well, you know, great. If you teach too much grace, people say, well, I can just, you know, do stuff and God will forgive me. So mm. I'm just going to go do it. Yeah, God will forgive you. <laughs> but there are consequences. That's right. Yeah. People think, oh, there's just a private sin. Nobody else gets hurt. Mm. No. Mm. We're in interconnected in ways you don't even know about. That's right. Others will get hurt. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah. No matter what, it, yeah. you think oh, I'm yeah. only I'm only doing it myself. No. Mm. You know? So anyway, I just wanna. That's Those just my big. encouragement. Like, you're going through something scary. Like mm. you always talked about, yeah, the shame, fear. It got devil uses it against you. Yeah. But now is the time, and sooner, the better. Amen. I mean, Amen. You get, you're gonna have re less regrets. Amen. To to deal with. Amen. I mean, I mean. I mean, I don't get angry that, you know, I have these regrets. This is what, you know, the consequences is mm -hmm. what I must bear. God graciously is going to help me through it, whatever, whatever it is, you know. But would I ha ha not have them? Sure. Mm. I mean, if I could go back in time, I would, yeah, mm. obviously want to mm. do something. But you can't. You can't mm -hmm. go back in time. Mm -hmm. It's too late for that. So just to encourage in that. 
That is good. Yeah. That is a good word. I appreciate that. Now, there's another thing I'm not going to spend too much time on. Okay. I just want to mention it because I me- kind of mentioned it to you later if I could bring it up. But yeah. On the long, on long lines of uh, privacy, you mm-hmm. think it's not going to hurt anybody. I just want to be that, you know, uh, yeah, I have a, a porn, pornography mm. addiction. Mm. And I, I didn't realize I had an addiction. Mm. They actually, f- when you get to um, work for the last stage before you go out, mm. they um, make it mandatory for everybody to take AA c- mm. classes. But I said, wait, I don't have drug, alcohol problem. Right. I don't even do that. So why everybody has to do it. Mm. Thank God they had a, uh, a chaplain that came in there that did the regular, mm. and then she did a Christian one. Mm. And people might be uh, recognized to, to celebrate recovery mm-hmm. material. Mm-hmm. 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 But I was going through that, and I go, I have an addiction. Wow. I mean, I knew, kind of knew. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's from, yeah, from the time I was from pu- puberty mm-hmm. all the way. Mm-hmm. So I had ups and downs, some mm-hmm. good times. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I, I have an addiction. I, I mean, I had a break mm-hmm. for 10 years because I was a private person. Mm. I'm not gonna yep. do anything. I always have somebody around, but yeah. I mean, there are guys that somehow they d- just do it, but not yeah. me. Yeah. So I thought, oh, I have a break. Mm. I'm free. But when I came out, mm. it was just a break. Mm. I didn't actually really dealt with it, mm. 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 and so you know, I'm back into it. You know, wow. so. Um, but this time, I, I called up the, some friends that. Mm been in touch with me the whole time and they mm-hmm, met me mm-hmm. when I came out I said mm-hmm. I called him and said you got to pray for me and, go yeah. and then a new pastor Johnny so I yeah. talked to him then he he gave me a book which is fantastic mm. it was really special and so so this time I didn't hesitate like oh I'm not going to talk about right. it right prop praise God yep I got to squash this now because yes. otherwise it's going to be learn from the, the tentacles are going to yep and that's one of the things I'm really afraid of like I don't want to yeah. I don't want to go back yes. to where yeah. I was. It's like, yes. I just really want to be far yes. away, as far Amen. away as possible. Amen. So, so yeah, I, I just went for help right away and oh, praise God. God. And, you know, because of, because of the book he gave me and stuff like that, it's given me you know, tools mm. to really, really deal with it. So mm. it's, it's a lot better. Praise and God. And, yeah. But I just want to bring that because, you know, that's one of those private things yeah i mean a lot of shame fear and like yeah. no you know i can't I, I can get over it i can get over yeah. it no you cannot yeah. you gotta you need everybody needs help yes not only you you're not alone yes <laughs> so i just want to encourage anybody like yeah don't give up it, amen take the step of faith it is scary yeah but um yeah, find Amen. somebody that you know is is godly, mature, and especially here, you know, we have people that they're not going to condemn you. Mm. You mm-hmm. know, they're mm-hmm. going to hurt with you mm-hmm. and, uh, and try to help you. Absolutely. And um, yeah, I just want to pass it on. That's yeah. huge, brother. That's a huge word of uh, encouragement, also warning, admonition. First mm-hmm. um, John one nine says that if we're faithful and just. Uh, if we confess our sins to God, and so if you're hearing this, and the Spirit of God is kind of pressing down on your heart, there are hidden 
sins or secret parts of your life that you know you're keeping bottled up, if you confess your sins to God, He is faithful and just to forgive you. And then it says to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. And He's able to do that because of Christ and His blood and what He's done on the cross. Remember, Jesus was sinless perfection. He lived the life that we could never live. And then he died the death that we deserve. And he didn't stay dead. He rose from the grave. He conquered sin and death. And he calls everyone everywhere to repent, to trust in him. And whom the Son sets free, he's free indeed. And so please run to God. Um, Don't conceal. Be transparent. Don't hide. And then later in James it says that to We are to confess our sins to one another and pray for one another. Pray to Christ for one another so that we'd be healed. And I'm just so blessed. I hope you've been blessed by our brother Bruce here um, because you're modeling that transparency now, that humility, that vulnerability. And um, yeah, I'm a huge advocate of what you said earlier too. I mean, there's two teachers. There's consequence or wisdom. And right now, our brother is giving you wisdom. Hear wisdom's call. Uh, You don't have to let consequence be your teacher all the time. Amen. And so one of the beauties about sharing testimony is we get to learn. If we have the wisdom, ask the Spirit to let us learn from other people's mistakes. Um, And that's all part of discipleship. And so, brother, you, and that's encouraging to hear, I mean, an encouraging word to the introvert person um, because I think there's many in every gathering, every church, but um, everyone needs community. Everyone needs burdens to be carried. And so God give us all the faith to let each other bear each other's burdens. And so Mm -hmm. that is a huge prayer. We pray all the time, right at evening prayer on Sundays Mm -hmm. that God would cultivate in the life of our church, a, a vulnerable transparent burden-bearing people and it's messy it's dirty um and we interact with the worst parts of each other but it's glorious at the same time Mm -hmm. because the gospel does change people amen i mean jesus does set people free from the worst types of vices and addictions um, and we are seeing it happen um, in our church, in our lives, and right here in front of me, man, that you're a miracle, brother, and I, and I thank God for you so much. Um, as we close, before I read the verse, though, is there anything else you want to say to the church family in particular that might be listening or just... Oh, just thank you for being here, Amen. church family. <laughs> Amen. Thank you for being the family. Yeah. And I'm so, so happy, um, Bruce, that you're here. I really am. And um, this is a new season. It's yep. a new time of life. Amen. And we ain't pow yet. We got plenty more to play and do. So let's carry on. Um, I'm going to read the verse that you gave okay. us. Thanks. Lamentations chapter 3. I'm going to read from verse 18 all the way to 23. Um, my translation might be a little different than the one you read, but that's okay. It says this. Lamentations 3 verse 18 to 23. So I say, my endurance has perished, so has my hope from the Lord. Remember my affliction and my wanderings, the wormwood and the gall. My soul continually remembers it and is bowed down within me. But this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. 
They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Amen. Amen. Radon's brother, thanks for sharing. Thank you.